Hello and welcome to Hanging Out with Hanger 9, the best London Spitfire and British Hurricane fan podcast. I'm Lemon Tree. And I'm Squiddy. And we open this week with some hurricane news as Fisher joins the hurricane as our new head coach. And not Fisher, our <laughs> old main tank, but Fisher, previous player for the HSL Esports, and also has played with our newest support, Calix. In the 2019 Overwatch World Cup for Denmark. And really, I, I think this is a good addition. A, a head coach who's had massive previous player experience. Playing on some of the bigger stages. It just feels like... I, d- I didn't even think it was possible. This Hurricane side has just gone maybe a notch up. <laughs> no, yeah, I think I think you're right there. Uh, I was gonna say I don't I don't profess to know tons and tons about his uh his previous career, but you know having competed um at a World Cup like you say for for Denmark um definitely puts him on that upper level and with our sort of heavily uh Scandinavian sort of influenced team, which I'm pretty sure every player is uh currently from Scandinavia or I think uh Hadi is from Germany um but you know all that sort of neck in the woods so he should sort of be able to settle in well and uh, and drive us on and you know if if we're winning before he came in as head coach it can only uh, can only improve from here I'm sure well I mean you say improve we're <laughs> three nilling absolutely everyone I think the only way we can improve is we don't actually have to play and we win <laughs> like the other team goes no you know what we're gonna skip this one and you guys take it yeah not sure that's gonna be uh, gonna be happening anytime soon uh, but yeah, you always want to stay, you know, ahead of the competition. You can't rest on your laurels. Um, we see that all the time in real sports. You know, even when you're top of the mountain, you got to try and push on and, and continue, uh, continue that drive and that sort of passion. And a new person coming in as head coach, you know, who hasn't tasted that victory directly, they might be the one to sort of light a fire under everyone else and keep and keep the momentum going. Um, so yeah, welcome, welcome to uh, to the hurricane and uh, and best of luck. Yeah, absolutely, and. We- Hoping uh, for even more things from the Hurricane this season. And speaking of this season, it is time to look at voting for who you think is the Overwatch League MVP. There are 10 players to choose from. And we are going to actually have a live podcast about this where we discuss and debate who we think our personal MVP for this season is. And do a little bit of an award ceremony but uh the, the 10 players do you think we should run through just who the 10 players are currently uh yes yeah i think that's the uh i think that's the best thing to do so starting off with the support players that are nominated for mvp we've got violet from the san francisco shock we've got alarm from the philadelphia fusion we've got uh i think that's it that's that, it for support that's it and then <laughs> looking at the dps the the I would say the money, arguably some of the money stars of these organizations. You have Fletter for the Shanghai Dragons. You have Carpe for the Philadelphia Fusion. Exe for the Paris Eternal. Eileen for the Guangzhou Charge. And that is it for the DPS. And finally, in the tank position, you've got Krong for the Charge. You've got Choi Ho Bin for the Shock. And you've got Void for the Shanghai Dragons. Um, definitely all uh, all worthy of being nominated, I think. Um, I don't think there's anyone there that I don't think has been, you know, a standout player on their team and in the league um, this season. I think they've all been in the in the conversation, def- definitely. All been getting those uh, 
player of the match um, awards. And uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. Like I say, we're not going to go into too much detail today, uh, but you can go to overwatchleague.com slash MVP um, or just find it on their website and vote for, for your personal um, MVP. Uh, the fan votes are going to count for 25% of the overall tally with the remaining 75% coming from a combination of uh, general managers, head coaches, as well as uh, media and uh, broadcast talent. Um, so yeah, we shall see... Shall see who comes out on top. Absolutely, and we are also going to see if there's going to be any last-minute changes between the current teams, as uh, they've just brought out a new roster rules for the 2021 season. But it does have impacts for the playoffs. So currently, if a player has a team that may has retired, is unable to play due to COVID-19, or elects not to travel. That team may sign a free agent to replace that player. However, there are some constraints on that player that they could sign. They must either have citizenship for a country in Asia or must have an existing visa to travel to countries in Asia. Most likely because uh, we spoke about it in the previous podcast. The playoffs are occurring in Asia. Yeah, I mean, it makes it makes tons of sense that you know you're going to have to have uh, citizenship or be able to travel into that country. Particularly now, you know, it's it's been announced, so there's sort of you know no excuse. Like everyone knows it's going to be um, over that way, and it is the most uh, most logical thing thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. I think it will be interesting to see any moves. We have already actually already seen one with decay going to the Washington Justice. Uh, of all teams, uh, which are slightly interesting pick. Uh, I mean, Justice have been needing something. They're, they're, they've had such a weird season. They felt like they mm. should have done better than they should have. However, will Decay come in and try to help that? I think possibly. It's They've got a couple games to try and get embedded in for the playoffs, so and anything can happen, really. Yeah, no, Decay is, you know, in my view at least, like a, a real quality player. Um, he was popping off regularly for, for Dallas Fuel. Um, and, you know, it seemed to be like a change of team philosophy that ultimately led to uh, to him leaving um, the team. They're going through like a whole restructure now. Uh, I believe the head coach uh, left the other day. So it's sort of, it's going to be a new look uh, Dallas team uh, come next year, no doubt. And so him leaving was definitely part of that. Um I think his addition to Washington Justice is definitely going to uh, improve them. Like He is a quality, quality player, and um, any team should, in theory at least, be better with him on it. Um, but again, it all comes down to you haven't got a lot of time to put the pieces together now to make a good go at it for the, for the playoffs and for the end of the season. So it's whether they can get on the same page in terms of communication and um, you know philosophy in the short amount of time we've got left. Um, but, you know, if it's if it's more of a next season looking acquisition, you know, more for let's prepare for next season, then I think it's definitely going to pay off. But in the short term, I don't know, it's potentially up in the air. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, anything. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, they'll be looking more for the 21 season of the Overwatch League to try and maybe have a better stab at it uh, than they've had the last two seasons. Because first season or that they joined. Uh, they were a new team. They're still getting used to it. But mm. as it got to stage four with the two-two-two lock, it was Corey 
and Stratus just popping off all the time. And we were kind of expecting that coming into the 2020 season. And then unfortunately that didn't quite happen. And I think maybe that they had wholesale changes across the team. And yeah, I think this is more looking for that 21, 2021 season. Yeah, definitely. I was good. You know, it it might not work out. You know, they had great like Corey is you know a great DPS player, and he'd shown that in the past. And even he can sort of drag this Washington Justice team in its current form to any kind of consistency or or success. So I'm not saying it's definitely going to be you know an easy you know definitely going to succeed with decay there. But I mean, it can't help. It can't hurt, right? Surely. No, <laughs> definitely not. I think. All we can say is we wish Decay the best at Washington Justice and we'll be interested in seeing any more movements that happen between teams and players. And then moving on, uh, so we had the Countdown Cup this weekend and me, Cam and Lemon all did our predictions and coming out on top by the massive eight-point lead was <laughs> Lemon. Congratulations on your win for this weekend. Who do you owe it to? Who do you want to, who do you like to dedicate your win to? I'd like to dedicate my win to San Francisco Shock for being reliably the best team in the Overwatch League, um, or at least the be- the best team in North America. I suppose that also extends to uh, to Asia as well. Um, Dragons and Shock being so dependable um, for so long and so yeah. consistently this season, they really have been like the standout teams the entire way through this season. And when the blocks finally merge, it is going to be interesting to see who comes out on top. Um, not to give my hand away uh, early, but I think it's probably going to be shock in the long run. I've uh, I've been you know more impressed with the way that they can play than the Dragons. But yes, this win is dedicated to uh, to the shock and uh, them carrying me to uh, to victory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, I realised, you, know, you pointed out in my predictions, I, A, I got the entire APAC region wrong, <laughs> but then I got all but one game in the North America re- bracket and got who they, what teams in the quarterfinals picked correctly somehow, which was a... Uh... That's a genuinely impressive feat. I have no idea how... You can be so, like there's such duality. Everything wrong in Asia, and then everything apart from one match right in uh, in North America. And like you say, even predicting who the teams are going to take, which wasn't necessarily um, a given. A given because like shot coming in a seed one, and they pick seventh seed Dallas, not ninth seed um, Los Angeles Gladiators. Like you know that wasn't necessarily a a and then given. Paris that... picked Valiant, Philly mm. picked Gladiators, and Florida picked. Atlanta, but then absolutely rolled them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, who, who, who knew, but uh, congratulations on your win. Thank you. This weekend. Unfortunately, it wasn't winning for the London Spitfire. It was, I don't want to sound harsh. <laughs> you can say it. <laughs> it felt dire. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt like we every, every week we've always been like we've seen we've we've said it every week we've seen the quality in this team. We just need to see it more regularly. Mm. Unfortunately, maybe it's the meta that is being played currently. I mean, and with all the the buffs to Genji that have been had, 
Mm. We London Spitfire just cannot grasp it really. We are not in a great position. No, and I think I think we might have mentioned this in the um uh on last week's show where like this meta is like hand suited for the hunters. This sort of chaotic dive Genji ball sort of meta that was um very much in vogue. Like that is the hunter's wheelhouse. And like throughout Overwatch League and particularly this season, I think, you know, you might be able to beat the hunters, but you're gonna have to try real hard at it and you're like and they're gonna play their game and you're gonna play your game. And like when their game is the meta, they are more likely to come out on top against, you know, a side like us who aren't particularly suited to just playing in that hyper aggressive um divey sort of composition and they they had our number yeah definitely and it hasn't seemed like london have had got to grips with that we i think we said it when we were had that spell in the middle mid season where we were winning those matches and we were doing quite well mm. it was double shield and it was mm. may reaper it was very brawly very goats like really it was very much this is the order of the ultimates that you're going to be needing to play. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, this match against the Hunters, it wasn't completely without, like, us fighting back. Like, you know, we lost 2-1 on Li Zhang. Um, you know, 3-2 on Numbani, 3-2 on Anubis. It's not like, you know, we were completing Anubis and we were, like, not too far off completing Numbani. It's not like we were getting completely rolled but like i don't know it's just it felt like you know it like felt like we were getting rolled do you know what i mean like even on paper it doesn't say that but like i think it was on on the anubis map we ended with no time in the time bank and they had four minutes 15 seconds to cap like point one and like i'm trying to defend it by saying oh we only lost three two we were actually quite in it but like over four minute like time bank for the hunters as they go into cap like that final point like all right you're not being rolled completely like you did you're not too bad on attack but like defensively you just can't let him have that kind of time bank like absolutely you just can't think, win well actually i think wasn't it the casters i think it was in the spitfire match saying if we hadn't given them that four it might have been last week even if we hadn't given them a four week that four minute uh time bank we held them for three yeah like if we were able to hold on that, and if we didn't defense, throw hold... so thoroughly in the previous point, yeah, you might have been. <laughs> yeah, we just blow hot and cold. It's just, it's so it, strange the way we it's play. It's frustrating. It's frustrating. Yeah, just yeah. like on Numbani, where we were unable <laughs> to watch most of what was it London's push? Yeah, yeah, it was London's push. Yeah. Uh, because Coca-Cola must have taken out such an enormous amount of money to pay for this advert, just the Coca-Cola logo across your screen on at least the UK broadcast. I'm not sure about the the other language broadcast, if they were able to sort this out, but it was... It, it's reminiscent of Cheez-Its in like the first <laughs> couple of weeks of the season... <laughs> We had the same thing with Cheez-Its. It does always seem to be us, doesn't it? I'm not quite not quite sure how you manage it. <laughs> yeah, I think maybe... Yeah, I mean, it did make me want a Coca-Cola. I'm not going to lie. It did work. Particularly in this heat, yeah. It's particularly in this heat. But 
slightly annoying, but I mean, that's like the first time it's happened in so long. We'll, we can forgive them. Yeah, we can forgive them that. And you know, it gave us it gives us something else to talk about and something to complain about that isn't the team. You know, we don't want to be so negative and so down on the team. And you know, it is kind of funny, like when these things uh, frustrating because, like, from the sounds of it, we were sort of somewhat popping off. We were underneath. doing well. We were doing well, yeah, and we want to see that. Uh, but I guess we'll have to watch it back in the uh, in the Overwatch replay viewer uh, if you want if you want the juicy details. Um, but yeah, not a good game overall for the Spitfire. Um, disappointing, but. You know, what can we do? <laughs> yeah, definitely disappointing. However, it might be looking better this weekend because guess what's back? It's our favourite thing to talk about on this podcast. It is Hero Bands. Whoop, whoop. And this week, uh, it is, or the next two weeks, uh, will be Genji, Tracer, Brig, and Zarya all banned, which essentially, that removes dive. You should not be wanting to run dive. That's what Absolutely. it feels like to me, yeah. And hopefully, double shield? Especially... Ho- <laughs> especially with no Zarya yeah. uh, or Brig, uh, you could run a Reaper. Mm. I expect to see Ash quite a bit as well, but I don't know who would pair with her. Um, I mean, we theory craft every week about <laughs> some... Oh, this is what the meta's going to be, and... We are consistently wrong. So, we're saying double shield. You know it's going to be completely... It's going to be some weird wrecking ball hog comp. <laughs> if we're saying it's double shield, that's what's going to be meta. I mean, that it's might be what the hunters play. Yeah. It'll be just... I was actually surprised we saw quite a bit of junk rat this, um, this weekend. He was there qu- quite more than I was expecting to see a junk rat. Which is normally zero percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which f- great to see s- different heroes in a, mm. in Overwatch League as well, not just a standard composition. Mm. But I think this this could be what might help London in what is possibly their most difficult week as a team. Yeah, this is. I think this is the most tricky week we're, we're going to have to face in a while. And it's, it's, it is somewhat convenient that at least from our perspective, as you know, non-professional coaches or, or anything like that, it seems to be going in the direction of a, a meta that Spitfire at least slightly more accustomed to. Like we say that, that double shield that potentially may Reaper, maybe the Ash now, if, if Ash seems to be back in vogue, but again, you know, we're not predicting for certain, but yeah, playing three matches this week, um, it's important you know that's most weeks we only play one match this is like three weeks worth of games in one essentially um it's to help us catch up on our you know some teams have got more games than us so i think it's it's sort of making us all equal in terms of games as we run into the uh the post the end of season yeah absolutely and starting with the first game um on the this friday actually at 9 a.m during a normal weekday here in the uk we are playing against soul dynasty and (laughs) What a what a way uh, to start start your day really, or end your week actually. Yeah, start your day, end your week, whichever way around you wanna you wanna think about it. Not totally certain I'm gonna be uh, allowed to be watching the uh, Overwatch League at work, but um, you know certainly try. We'll we'll certainly try. Um, I really don't know who I'm who I'm backing here. It's I don't want to be super negative about it. You know, I don't wanna. 
I don't want to come in and predict our doom. Um, but I feel like I feel like that is what I, ha- I have to I have to be that counterbalance. I have to be the realist in the room. Um, soul Soul are good, but Soul are also not reaching their full potential. You know they've got um, they've got good quality players, um, but as we've seen in these in these tournaments, they just don't seem to be hitting. Um, seem to be hitting what's the word this don't seem to be working like i just don't get like it's not literally... clicking it's the not synergy. clicking the I synergy word from last week <laughs> the synergy's not there the synergy just isn't there and like they've got all the goods on paper like we did like we did like last season they've got all the goods on paper but it's just not it's just not working in real life and so mm. even despite of that i think they are a better quality team than us i'm like i think it's close like i'm not gonna I'm not as confident as I was when we played the Hunters. You know, that was the Hunters meta. Um, the Hunters were flying. And so that was a fairly easy prediction. And this, in theory, is our meta. And If we're but, right in predicting if we're right. meta. Yeah. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be cautious. I'm going to be... I'm going to go with Assault to win uh, to win both the games they're going to play against us uh, this weekend. Both. Yes, absolutely. Because so are also playing us 9am on... Uh, 9am BST that is on the 16th of August so the Sunday and I've actually gone London for the first one and Seoul for the second one but I'm actually maybe inclined to swap them around I don't know I think I don't think it's going to be 2 nil to one of these teams I think it'll be an even oh, yeah. one team will one, win one one will win the other if yeah I was going to say if I was inclined to, to pick us winning one I'd probably predict the second one you think we might warm up over the course of the week um, and get there by the end. Or I suppose, like, conversely, you could say maybe we're worn out. We're only used to, at max, two games a week. Maybe we'd be shattered by the end game. I don't know. Um, but I think we can both agree that we're probably going to get beaten by the Dragons. Yeah, absolutely. So at 11am on the 15th of August, where we actually also have a physical viewing party, but we'll more about that at the end. Yeah, it's the Shanghai Dragons and... It's the Shanghai Dragons. That that is it is itself the answer and the explanation. What more do you need to know? Um, knowing us, when we're we're so confident that we're going to lose, we might actually like pull out a sneaky victory against against the Dragons. But uh, no, it's it's very unlikely to happen. Um, they're just they're just too good. They're just you know they've got multiple MVP MVP caliber players. You know that are nominated for the MVP for a reason because they've been the best team in the Asian region by some margin, for practically the entire season. And, uh, yeah, we're just not on their level at the moment, unfortunately. Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, it, this is definitely going to... these ne- This week and next week as well, uh, which would, is actually the last week of the Overwatch League. Or regular season, I should say. Hmm. Um, it's... This is, this is make or break for London. If they need to win at least a couple... To make sure they're not they're not dead last, I I need to actually have a look at the standings currently mm. uh, as to who might be below them. If there is a team below them, that th- there is, and it's the Hunters. But I don't understand how <laughs> they've won more than us. Oh, but we haven't played as many of the, as them. Yeah. So, London have to at least win two matches to be on this. Uh, so, 
The Hunters have played 22 games. London have played 16. Oh, sorry. Uh, Hunters have played 21 games. London has played 16 games. So they have five games in hand and have to win at least two of them to be on the same wins as Chengdu. And in that, they have to play Seoul, Dragons, and NYXL, I believe, in the next two weeks. Hmm. And it's gonna be if they don't want to be bottom of their ta- of this bracket, they're going to need to really just change their season completely and step up and play like we haven't seen them play yet, really. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a big ask. It's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy. There's no doubt about that. But I mean they have the potential. We've been speaking about that all season. You know, we have we have the potential to be a a high ranking team, at least in our opinions, uh, from yeah. what we can see. It's it's there somewhere. Yeah, um, definitely. And I think uh, what's even better if you look at the standings, Dynasty are only two wins ahead of us, playing having played the same number of games. Mm. If we can beat them twice, we got level points. It's on this level pegging, yeah, absolutely. And I think it's going to be such a great last two weeks of this uh, regular season. And I think we're getting down to the nitty-gritty where matches mean a lot more than at the start of the season. And this is when it gets really exciting. Yeah, no, you're totally right. This is uh, this is sink or swing time. Can, can we get in? Every game matters, you know, not double, but definitely more so than earlier on. The pressure's on, and uh, it'll be interesting to see if we can cope with that kind of pressure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's going to be... It'll be interesting to see what happens with London, and we wish them the absolute best for this weekend. And before we leave, J-Mac has had the <laughs> biggest link to the UK that we weren't expecting. <laughs> Many people criticise, you know, oh, London's Spitfire, got no players that have ever been to London or from London or whatever. Um, and that might be the case. But yes, as this tweet from J-Mac shows, he has a, a deep connection to Britain and the UK. Um, he tweeted out today earlier on that his favourite sports player is Jamie Vardy and he wants to be like him in Overwatch, which I just think is... Is amazing. It's, it's how how does he know about JB Vardy? <laughs> it's absolutely incredible. I, I would like to ask him a question. Ask him. <laughs> do, maybe maybe they watch the Premier League. Maybe they do. You know, Hume Song at Tottenham Hotspur, you know, doing bits like big name in Korea. Um, you know, very famous. Yeah, maybe, maybe they got into it that way. You know, it's not out of the question. But, you know, you'd think if you did have a favourite player, it might be a Korean player. But uh, but no, it's Jamie Vardy. So. Jamie Vardy, who, <laughs> if you don't know, won the Golden Boot this season for the Premier League and helped Leicester get into European football for the uh, first time in a couple of seasons. But, yeah, that was uh, it was an interesting link. And you know what? When he comes to the UK, I hope he gets a chance to watch a Leicester match. Oh, that'd be brilliant, would it? <laughs> they've, they've got to arrange it. Sort it out, Spitfire. Make, make it happen. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so thank you all very much. I think that does it for this week's episode. Thank you all so very much for watching. If you'd like to get in contact with us, just put something down in the comments or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm on at Squiddy57. And I'm at Nevet LT. That's N-E-V-E-T-S-L-T.
And don't forget to follow our editor-in-chief, the person who makes this possible, Cam. You can follow him on his official Twitter of at CaptainZep or his more Overwatch-orientated one of at CamVerwatch. And as always, be sure to follow us on social media. We're at Hanganine on Twitter. We're at LDN underscore Hanganine on Instagram. And we have a Facebook page as well. That's at Hanganine. And be sure to get yourself on over to the Discord to join with your fellow engineers. And you can chat about digitally the uh, the games that are going on. Three games this weekend. So if you can't make one, I'm sure you'll be able to make one of the others. Get over there and uh, join along in the digital viewing parties that we have going on. Absolutely, but for the first time in since near the start of the season, we actually have a physical viewing party happening at Platform Bar. There is a link on our Twitter that you click. It's just a Google document where you fill in, and that's how you sign up. It's absolutely free to go. There is food provided, drinks. We have our own casters, actually. We have We have that. There's our own host. It's going to be amazing to get to be with your own Hangar 9 fans, and socially distance from each other but actually be nearish people which is going to be absolutely amazing we hope to see you there that's right we also have a games night on friday the 21st of august yeah absolutely we're going to be bringing it back i am finally back from dubai so i have time and the the focus to be able to do these games nights i'm thinking it's such a big game at the moment we are looking at doing a full guys games night which <laughs> it just looks like that's going to be absolute chaos but <laughs> fantastic absolutely and all that's left for us to say is to smash that like button continue to wash your hands put your fan on because it's bloody boiling and until next time ace is high and hang loose